Hello, and welcome to another episode of Edgeguard. My name is Blake. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jordan. That's me. Breaking news. Jordan is also my good friend. I forgot <laughs> to say that. That's a thing we do now. You just weren't, you weren't we feeling say. it very strongly today. You were like, mostly co-hosts. Yeah, you were sassing me a little bit in the in the pre-show, so I'm uh, you know I'm feeling a little bit uh, wronged. Um, like many of the other friends in in the game that we played for this week, which is called Friend Gun. Um, <laughs> nice segue. Uh, I don't think it was that nice, but we'll go with it. Um, Friend Gun uh, is a story tells the story. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It's a uh, you uh, you got friends that are little bullets and you uh, shoot them at stuff. You put them in a big gun. You, you shoot your friends at stuff. It's kind of messed up, but it's also uh, very fun and full of character and kind of silly. Um, yeah, it's so. a it's a Ludum Dara forty three game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a game jam game made by looks like their itch name is Hide Zeke. Hide Zeke, which yeah. if you go to their website, is comprised of um, what are their names? Uh, Michael Savage Benoit and uh, Ben Cohn. Although I'm not sure if Ben Cohn actually worked on this. Um, I don't remember seeing uh, that name in the credits. I think this is mostly Michael Savage Benoit's joint with uh, a soundtrack mm. by Mike Crawford. Um, and it just, I think they posted it to the, the, um, their shared the page, hide seek yeah. itch page because they already had it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Makes sense. I might, I might be wrong on that. Uh, I'm not going to say anything definitively because I know nothing. Uh, <laughs> however, this is a game made by people and we played it. Yes. Let's go. So this game, uh, just to like summarize the whole thing, it's pretty, it's pretty short <laughs> just uh, to summarize it in its entirety. Uh, the whole you, thing, every bit of the game. You, you. Sh- it starts with you in front of a gate uh, to a village, and there's a little gun you can pick up. And when you pick it up, there's this little floating black ghost demon thing blocking your way to get through. Wait, the gate. did you not talk to anyone? You just went straight to grabbing the gat. No, I did talk to them, but because um, you go talk well, to a little a little I bullet sitting I, on a stump. And he's like, hey, man, I, we need to get through this gate. We need, I need to go into the village. I did talk to him after I had already picked up the gun. That one. <sighs> wow. Wow. But quick the one to, next to the gun, I talked to, to him. Go to arms, first. aren't you? Well, it was obvious that it needed to be picked up. I saw it, and I was like. Okay. Okay, Jordan. I was like, this, okay. this game has gun in the title. I probably need that. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem with this world, man. <laughs> People assume they need the gun. They assume they it's see the gun, the they see the bullets, they see the evil spirits, and they assume the solution well, is shooting. Actually, that's a that's an important point. Is the the evil spirit isn't there until you pick up the gun. That's true. So maybe um, the implication is that by arming myself, I brought the evil into this. You world. are complicit in the evil, exactly. That Which was is, like it, actually, you know, that is a reading that is supported by another moment in the game, which is I after know. you you that's like, why I said you, it. You quote unquote beat the game. Uh, mm-hmm. you, so the game ends when you've shot uh, a bunch of like different, well, like, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. You, <laughs> okay, you well, remind <laughs> me to come back to that then. <laughs> yeah, 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 we will. We will. Uh, um, but you, you basically, uh, you go up to this little guy and he's like, Hey, we need to get into the village. Uh, I wonder if there's something around. And then eventually you find this gun, unless you're like Jordan and you just go pick that shit up right away and start blasting. Your either way you find a it. gun. Yeah. Either way you find a gun. Uh, and you pick up your little anthropomorphic bullet buddies. They're basically just like a, a bullet with a face on it. Yes. And uh, they look cute. Surprisingly, they're very cute. And they mm-hmm. uh, they talk to you. They each of them has a, a couple lines of dialogue. 
And then you grab them, uh, you load them up, and you uh, shoot them at the little evil spirit thing, and then it explodes, and the uh, door to the village opens, and then you've got a little village to explore, and there's a few of the little spirits floating around. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of go chat with everybody, and uh, when you decide the time is right, you pick them up, load in your gun, and uh, shoot them into oblivion. Yeah, how much... Um, I was, One thing I was curious about with this game, because it's kind of like... I mean, you... <laughs> It is almost like present in the title itself, friend. Uh-huh. There's almost like yeah. two two games, like a walking simulator chat with uh-huh. your friends in the village game and sure. shooting game. And, and I was curious, did you do all of them like like talk to everyone, then shoot, or did you kind of go back and forth a bit? I talked to everyone and then shot after oh, you I got to into everyone. the village. Huh. Yeah, 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 I went and talked to every person because uh, my my oh, actually that's not entirely true, um, but my general thought was uh i need to find the people that i like the least to shoot them (laughs) at the evil spirits first (laughs) or the ones for whom i have the least amount of empathy or for which (laughs) anyway the ones who i like you're most okay with them dying (laughs) exactly so the first uh the first little bullet that got shot was the what was it plampa or pampa the one that's like i'm racist and i think you're bad oh i I think it is plampa because i remember being like what (laughs) Yo, Plampa, wait, oh, why, Pampa, you, why are you coming at me? I had an Pampa, M. Yeah, I wrote it down. It's Pampa. I wrote it Pampa, down. Yeah, I was like, what? But yeah, Pampa's just like, hey, man, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be real with you. I don't like people that are different than me and you're different than me. Fuck you. He says, <laughs> so, fuck you? No, he didn't actually oh. say that, but I felt it. <laughs> so I grabbed that little sucker and I shot him into the sky. <laughs> did you shoot him at a ghost or, or I did. I into did. the sky? I did at that time I was doing a sort of uh, a, a, a friendliness calculus where it's like, all right, well, there's like three of these little spirits uh, hanging yes. around. Uh, so I picked the three I like the least and I or at least I'm indifferent to and uh, shoot them at them. But then, of course, it's never that easy, Jordan, after you after you dispense with the first couple of enemies, more spawn and and even more still. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I am I, I I did this with as few casualties as possible because I never missed a shot. Thank you very much. Oh, nice! Literally never missed. Yeah, I never missed. Okay, so how many is it possible to get fewest casualties? Is it five? Five survivors? Yeah, it's like it's like four or five. Not very many. I it think was, it's five because I had three and I I shot one person into space and I think uh-huh. I, I accidentally hit one on a wall. I think I think you're right that it is five because uh, the people that were spared were my mom and all but one of the children. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah, I didn't think, I didn't like plan who I was saving in uh, any w- way other than I didn't sh- decide not to shoot my mom. Yeah. Um, although yeah, in my second playthrough, I wanted to see what happens if you shoot your mom. So if she was yeah, the first, first it's, one. It's sad. It's sad. <laughs> like, I guess that's, so that's kind of what this game is dealing in is like, talk to these people, get their personality, see what they're up to. And then, uh, every bullet has an extra line of dialogue once you pick them up and load them into the gun and uh, their reactions sort of range from like, Oh yeah, sweet. Shoot me into, uh, I think Pampa is like, yes, I'm ready for the sweet release. Really, of death. Sweet release of death. That's exactly what he says. Cause yeah. I and, then, that. and then some of them are like, what are you doing to me? Oh my God. Or like, what's, what's up? Or some of them, your mom is just like, haha, what's this? A new hobby. Yeah. Like, oh, you got oh, while no. you were away. Yeah. There's some oh, vague no. backstory that you like left the town, but then have returned. You've gone to the big uh, city. The big city. My, yes. my head cannon is that, uh, this, uh, this little feller has gone off to college. Yeah. Um, in the big city. Yeah. Although 
Not many am colleges to be, are in the big city. They're often yeah. in the medium city. Am I to am I to believe that this uh my character, the player character, is also an anthropomorphic bullet? Well, that was something I was wondering because on the one hand, it seems like everyone in this village is a bullet and uh-huh. your mom is a bullet, so mm-hmm. wouldn't you be a bullet? On the other but hand, what is my dad? You're much taller than them. Yeah, so. they're very small in comparison. And also, I don't know if you noticed this, but like the footsteps sound much more like a gallop of like a, a horse. Oh, what? I did not notice that. What? Dude, I don't know if that's on purpose, but... um. When I, I when I discovered there was a sprint um, at the end, when I was like sprinting around trying to figure out who I liked the least to load into a bullet and shoot to their demise, I was like sprinting around, and the the running pattern is like, oh, that's so funny. No, that I bet. Uh, I mean, I th- I bet you're right that it is actually like a horse sound because that uh, that's the kind of sense of humor this game has. Yeah. Well, like, I'm curious if it was on purpose or it's just like. It just so happens that their uh, whatever run sounds happen to have like a somewhat horse-like cadence, but it definitely like sounded like a Did horse. Did it have a clop to it or was it more of just a... It's the, still like you're beat. running around on grass, so it's just kind of like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's more the rhythm of it than anything. It wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't like Monty Python and the Holy Grail like just, just two coconuts that. together. <laughs> no, it was not like that. It's just like the, the rhythm of it is just like... Huh. I don't know if you can hear that. I don't know if that's picking up on the microphone. But it, it did you know. not at all. Maybe if you made made it with your mouth, yeah. <laughs> like that kind of thing, you know? How's that? I don't think that's what a horse sounds like. That sounds like uh, water dropping into a, a full wash uh, basin yeah, in the sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard we'll to make a it. horse clop sound with your mouth, okay? You know, fully work is is, is tough. There's a it's reason hard to clop we, with your mouth, okay? It. I Listen. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. I know as well as any man how hard it is to clop with your mouth. <laughs> and um, there's the episode teaser. Yeah, there we go. We did it, guys. Another. No, we can't do. We can't keep doing these non sequitur. <laughs> no, that's true. We like, gotta do actual like <laughs> real, bits real from talk. The discussion. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think that's kind of like the 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 key dichotomy with this game is like these people are your friends or they're at least friendly to you. And like a lot of them remember you or they're an innocent little child. And it's like, but also they are the means with which you must destroy the enemy. Yeah. And, uh, like the final, when you have finally bested the, the, the last boss, uh, you get a little, a little screen that says you saved the village. And then it like kind of sits there for a beat, and then a little another piece of text pops up. But at what but cost? At what cost? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That, the the like Be- timing on that moment for some reason was just like so perfect that I I like laughed out loud. I was like, yeah, I did too. <laughs> and funny like to the um, I I saw the you saved the village, and I like in my head I just went at but at what cost? And yeah, then it popped up on the screen, yeah. and I was just like yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty good. There were a few like laugh out loud moments with this game, which I I was I was a little bit surprised by that. I was actually like I knew it had charm because I had uh, pre played a little bit, but I I wasn't quite prepared for how uh, how well some of the jokes landed. Yeah, I I did think it was very funny and I'll have more to say about that in a second. But just to like continue on your your observation of the two like the like dichotomy that this game is built Uh around, I sort of felt like it was almost like a a sort of more like lighthearted version of like the 
the ending of Mass Effect 2 where you have to like <laughs> you have like your friends and you have to decide like you which, literally have to decide which ones which, live or die which friends are going to be put at risk of death in sure. order to you know beat the obstacle and which the great or good are yeah for the, for the great or like, good the quote unquote greater good um mm-hmm. here it's like distilled to like just a totally uh like simple pure exact like who becomes a bullet like which friend do you use as your weapon for killing? The yeah. Enemy? And it's, and it's funny because the game, it does a good job of introducing it lightheartedly. Like I'm not sure exactly. You can pick up any one of three bullets is the first bullet that you load up to shoot, um, yes. to get out of the little starting area. And I forget which one, but the one I picked up happened to be like, let's do this. Yeah. was like all excited about it. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, okay. So maybe this game won't be like weird and dark, but yeah. When you first shoot them, of- you don't actually know that they, you know, die when, yeah, yeah, it might just be that I shoot them and then they land over there and be like, wow, nice shot, you, we got them together. Yeah. But no, Well, I mean, the I bullets guess, are fucking yeah. dead. They they get exploded into nothingness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, but on the topic of humor, it, yeah, I don't know what it was. This game was just it, very, it was just funny. I don't know why. Uh-huh. It was, something, I think one of the, the biggest sor- sources of humor in this game is just the sort of like, disconnect between the strangeness of what you're doing and the Mm -hmm. like the like charm and cluelessness of uh the bullet people because like so many of them are just like the reactions to being shot are extremely funny like it's everything from like yes i'm ready to die to like Mm -hmm. now please shoot me to the moon to Uh what are you doing yeah like Uh, hey uh what's up pal what's uh going on here what uh, what are we uh what are we doing why are you uh grabbing me my my maybe my favorite reaction this is i think this is when i laughed the hardest was when you pick up one of them and she or i don't know uh i'm what bullet was it fiona and they just go yeet (laughs) i don't know that i I noticed that one (laughs) i absolutely lost my shit at that one i was laughing out loud (laughs) for sure yeet um but yeah, I think uh, I think one way in that this game is like so kind of like charming and and funny is like it has a very good sense of timing. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is which brings me to like a, a big point that I uh, something that really struck me about this game or that kind of maybe crystallized for me was um, how broadly like how big the spectrum can be uh, when it comes to games that communicate uh all of their writing through text with uh not like voice acting because obviously with acting you get like this huge dimension of like hearing someone's voice and hearing the inflection and the rhythm and like so many aspects of that and so uh games that don't necessarily have the time or the budget to have a a full voice cast um for you know basically as long as games have had text in them have had to try and figure out okay how do we how do we uh, imbue uh, static text on a screen with character? Uh, and it's it's something that this game does really well, um, it, which is that it has like I, I don't know I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it's got like uh, they they're um, the it, the text has like a very nice timing to it, and like different characters, their their different lines of text uh, come faster or slower, and it's like it's yeah, kind of amazing do, yeah. how much like the combination of the words that the character is supposed to be saying and the speed at which they're shown to you can convey to you like how the person is su- supposed to be talking. Uh, and this game also has the sort of like uh, OG Star Fox thing of like, 
uh, the the characters have like a a babble, so they just are like like as the text is being read, and they they get a lot of mileage out of that too because uh, they like pitch it up or down or have my personal favorite is the the older the the two characters that are applied to be like old grandpas yeah. I I the the racist one and the one next to him that seems like a, a much more nice grandpa uh, yeah the one who's like so old he like. Uh, does he like complain about his back or something like that? Uh-huh. What is he complaining yeah. When about? you, when you load him in the gun, he complains yeah. uh, about it hurting his back, but <laughs> they both speak in like coughs or like wheezes. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it had me thinking about how, just how much footwork those touches actually do in introducing character because you can have like a very sterile RPG where it's just like, all right, here's, here's as much text will fit on the screen and then click a button to see as much text will fit on the screen again. But then you have something like this game or a lot of, um, I feel like maybe in the nineties is when this sort of technique really came into its own before, um, before, uh, like full voice recording was really practical to include on like a game cartridge or even possible. Um, but when developers were getting to the point where they needed to imbue their games with more uh, personality uh, that you, you really see a lot of good stuff. Like I feel like I've never really played the, the final fantasy games, but um, I feel like seeing those old games, part of the reason they hold up is that they employ their uh, text in a way that, Mm, yeah, you know, you still get a sense even now, 20 years later when there's like way greater technology, you still get a sense of, of those characters in that way. And like, obviously I think probably, Maybe my favorite recent example is like Undertale. Undertale just does like such a good job with that. And it has a very yeah. similar system to here where the characters have like a babble and there's lots of like text effects. Like the text can sort of like shake and do all sorts of, yeah, uh, of interesting things. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that very much when I was playing this game, but that is true. I mean, I did think about it with the, the old man like coughing at you as he <laughs> yeah, talks, which the I, got a little, I got a little chuckle out of that. But yeah, it is true that like, despite the fact that none of them have like actual voices, they do have a surprising amount of like character for the fact that they're just a anthropomorphic bullet. Um, and, uh, which I mean, it totally like works. It makes sense. It's like it, it creates enough of a emotional sort of like response to talking to these people that it like you care when you load them in your gun and, blast yeah. them um, exactly one, you- one other thing i'll say about the the sound um of the mm-hmm. voices in this game is the when you first boot up the game it makes like some weird noise it's just like rant or something like that uh-huh. and um i swear to god it the voice sounds exactly like you and i i i started the game three times and every time i had a moment where i thought that like i had accidentally like turned on my mic or something in the discord and hopped in the discord like for you know huh. like, literal half a second i was like what the heck blake oh no oh, <laughs> the first time i actually said it i was like blake and then no. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because i obviously didn't know notice that and i feel like uh Unlike most people, I actually do have a pretty good idea what my voice sounds like because I edit this podcast every week. So yeah, I actually uh, you listen to your voice all the time. I've I've been forced to come to terms with uh, hearing the sound of my own voice, uh, and then uh, uh, you, don't, you don't like the sound of your own voice. No, it doesn't phase me anymore. Like oh, there was right, a time right. when I was like, "Oh, my voice," but it's like now it's just like I don't give a shit. I don't yeah. know. That's just what I sound That's like. My like, voice. Yeah. I no longer have that thing of where you see a video of yourself and you hear yourself talking. You're like, Oh God, that's what I sound like. Oh, it's awful. 
I just don't have that anymore. I'm invincible. Nothing can stop me. I've, I've become comfortable I've accepted with the sound of my own that, voice. Uh, that's what my voice War- sounds like. Warts, yeah. Meh. I've, or what did you say I, the sound he makes? It makes I, it I don't know. It was like, like a... I, it's some weird like... Yeah. Um, well, it's funny that you mentioned me being in the game because I am confirmed in the game. There is a, there's there's a, Blake, a little yeah. bullet named Lil Blake uh, <laughs> yeah, who yeah. wears glasses and uh, thinks that he wants to be a writer as a child. Therefore, I'm confirmed in the game. <laughs> oh, as a child, did you think you wanted to be a writer? Uh, yes, definitely. Oh, really? I, uh, I wrote... A writer of like, what? Uh, books. Uh, mm. Like, I just... I uh, there's We had some assignment when I was in, like, fourth grade where it was like you were supposed to make a little picture book and uh, then you they nice. sent it off to this company and they like had it printed and bound oh, uh, wow. and it was supposed to be this whole thing and for mine i had like created this whole epic thing and it was supposed to be every other page it was a page of of words and then a, a picture and i was like no i want to do more words because i got more shit to cover and we had to request <laughs> extra pages <laughs> so mine ended up being like it was supposed to be like you know 10 to 20 pages of just like text picture text picture all by like a little kid and mine ended up being like 45 pages and there's like nice all these i still have it at my parents house i should i was gonna ask that okay nice Uh, what's it about drawings are it's about uh i was very into lord of the rings at the time so it's about uh, a character that is basically aragorn uh, sure, but sure. he rides around on a dragon and he's uh, trying to help the king. I don't remember some, it's some ridiculous fantasy adventure story. It's called yeah. the journey to Remus <laughs> journey to Remus. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I, when I was in third grade, I also wrote a 30 page story and had it bound. Well, it wasn't like bound in a real printer, but I, uh-huh. I rediscovered it recently. It's like about uh, this kid. Who's the child of a like, archaeologist and mm. he gets sucked into this time portal back into ancient Egypt yes. and has to like fight off. Dude, the I think, I ancient think Egyptian I children <laughs> would have been very good friends. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, it was always great minds. Great minds think alike. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, those, those little stories don't really have much to do with this game other than confirming that I'm indeed that in you're it. in the game. Uh, well, so thanks I, for the I, Easter I want egg. you to know that I, I shot Bl- little Blake off last. That's not true. Oh, I don't damn. remember when I shot him off, but I, I didn't think, shoot I think little I Blake. Shot him. It never, it never came to that. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, what else did I want to cover? Do you have something? Um, well, I just, what did you think of the fact that there's like a, a shoot everyone into space option? Cause like, I didn't realize that mattered when I, I uh, wait, so is the there first, like a, go ahead. So, um, well, first of all, if you never missed, did you even discover that part of the game? Well, I discovered that there was some sort of aspect like that because at the end of the game, it tells you um, uh, which people you killed and which people survived. survived and and which then it also did. gives you a counter of how many people uh, you shot into, uh, what does it say, like shot out of the atmosphere? Well, it says and escaped I, into the atmosphere. That's what it said. And mine was zero. Um, yeah. So I was. I figured that something else would happen if I did. So then I went and tested. And I also wanted to see what would happen if I shot my mom out of the gun. So uh, I loaded <laughs> it up uh, again and uh, and I shot my mom into space. And turns out uh, she gets uh, team rocketed. They fly out and then turns yeah, into a little a anime little... glint and goes yep. ding ding. Yep. It does that for everyone. So, yeah. Yeah. I figured. Um, I did. It, it would. I did one where I just shot everyone into space just to see what, what happened. happens. And it just. I mean, you just lose. So. If you oh. shoot everyone out of the city, like out of the town, 
mm-hmm. but you don't kill all the demons. Sure. The bad just says you you weren't able to save the the town. Damn. Uh, and then it also, I tried this. I loaded the first three people. Like I started mm-hmm. a new one, and I just didn't even shoot the starting demon to get into the town. I, I just shot them into space and it, yeah. it, you lose. And it just says you were not able to enter the town. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Tough break for you. Yeah. Really um, just really failed that one. Yeah. I, it's interesting though, because uh, we, we sort of hinted at earlier. I, I talked about how the evil doesn't arrive until you like pick up the gun. And it seemed like you had a, a point that you were wanted to, to run away with at that point. Do you remember what it was or did uh, I, until the, you said you wanted to come yeah. back? Maybe we already um, talked about it. We might have already talked about it. I mean, that does just remind me of, I wanted to talk about the fact that like, I, there's something kind of like the, the actual like shooting is fun. It's like kind of yeah. got some like action to it. Like the, the music, I was totally digging the music. Yeah. And then something about the like movement of the, like the way the, the um, enemies move but, and they like get harder and they build. Yeah. Um, I think the trajectory of the bullets is really fun. And I think like, the, yeah, the they is um, of them. projectile, not hit scan. Yeah, and the they have like a pretty obvious arc to them. Like they yes. they kind of work like a like a video game grenade launcher. And the the yeah. size of the of the little bullet people as you shoot them, it uh, it helps. And I don't know, there's something like kind of fun about like having a little bit more concrete evidence that you're actually shooting something out of a gun, um, and like watching it fly. I think we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago with throwaway game. How it's like. Uh, it's kind of fun to have to figure out projectile arcs instead of just assuming everything's a straight shot. Um, yeah. And it so, is pretty like, uh, like I felt like I learned it pretty quick. Like I had to learn it, but mm-hmm. by the end of my first playthrough, I was like, okay, I think I got, yeah, you have to, you have to lead targets a little bit, especially yes, the last boss. The last one really more required quickly. some leading. I'm surprised you never missed the last boss. I missed him. I guess only yeah, once, but. I, I almost think the, the game does you a little bit of favors. I, I kind of got the, uh, well, I guess I don't know because, uh, as I was shooting, like there were a couple that I thought for sure we're going to miss and it almost seemed like they homed in on the boss. So I'm wondering oh, if it does any, really? I, I thought at the time that it was like doing some help and that's how they, uh, like made it so that you don't miss at all. And I thought it was going to make me shoot every single bullet off. But then I later realized that that's not the case. So I'm um, maybe I was just imagining, but I think, well, it might- I don't. So I do think that the um, the hit boxes are more Pretty generous, generous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they're like crazy generous. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I, I did have a moment of the last one where I was like, "Oh, I thought for sure that would miss," and then they're like, "I mean, I guess the way it moves sometimes it does like move into the path of your bullet in a way that it sort of feels like you're." Yeah, aiming. maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Um. So. The, another big thing that I wanted to talk about, I'm actually, it's funny that you brought up Mass Effect 2 because I also thought about that game oh, did playing you? this. Yeah, because I was thinking about uh, probably maybe the most obvious theme that this game wants you to think about, which is um, kind of making you face the ramifications of like uh, no heroes saving the world story is actually as simple as it would be in a video game. Like, it's not, yeah. I think so, so, so often in games, it's like, all right, we need, we're in dire need of a great hero to save us. I mean, especially you think of like, I, I thought about this a lot with uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild because I thought it did a pretty good job of like, I don't know. To me, something that I thought about a lot with that game is like, the, obviously you're presented with like, oh, there's a great evil in the world and mm, you're yeah. the one true hero that must save us. But like, 
sort of the narrative trappings of Breath of the Wild is that you've uh, the basically the apocalypse has happened or a sort of semi-apocalypse. Most people died a uh, hundred years ago, and you're sort of just waking up again. And the thing about that game is the the world has largely come to terms with the evil that exists within it and has soldiered on in smaller pockets than before but still there are little villages where people are still prospering and living happily for the most part uh and sort of you as the hero are still sort of coming in and it's like people aren't the thing about that game is people aren't asking for your help it's not like oh we've there's a great darkness we need you to save us it's kind of like they're used to it like this is their life they're not like it's not like they don't want you to get rid of the evil that's taken over the castle, but they're not like, yeah, it just doesn't even enter, enter into their, like mm-hmm. what they think about, you know, it's like, it's not a thing they think about. So that game sort of had me, got me thinking about like how many adventure games where the, the cost of the hero charging through all the land and going and doing whatever. And to, to defeat the bad guy, like, not not really there aren't really any games that i can think of that really like make you face like well what is the what do those decisions really mean like maybe when you were in this town you had to like go go up to this castle and defeat this evil that resided within but you destroyed an ancient relic and now these people that have like built their culture up around like some temple or something and you blew it up to save the world like yeah. i don't know there's i mean i'm there's, sure there are i'm sure it exists i'm sure it exists but i mean what i what i really what it really got me thinking about is how much i would like there to be like a zelda game or something where you you play through the whole thing you do like 20 hours of like i do the main story and you um you save the quote-unquote save the world and then rather than being like like so many open world games kicked back into the open world sort of before with like a save file before you go do the final confrontation uh you're kicked back into the world and you have to like go and find your place like, okay, what do I do now? And you go back to those villages and the villagers are like, Hey man, what the fuck? Like (laughs) you, you left a trail of destruction in your wake and like, (laughs) yeah, that one bad thing is gone, but how am I to know that you're not just as bad or whatever will fill the vacuum of that thing you've destroyed won't be worse. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like the, 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 it'd be the narrative equivalent of that SpongeBob meme congratulations patrick we saved the city and the city's just burning behind them. burning yes yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly like not many uh games that i can think of uh really make you like come to terms with the cost of the thing you're doing and, and the reason i brought yeah. up mass effect or what i was thinking of mass effect 2 as well is because it's like it's a suicide mission but it has to be done and it's like i don't know it's, it's games often sort of boil everything down into like, well, the great hero must save us from this unambiguous evil. And it's like, I don't know, man, that's not really how shit works really. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this game was getting my wheels turning about that sort of thing a little bit more than I had anticipated. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it, it does say something about, uh, about like the history of, narratives in video games that uh uh, a game jam game um that is primarily trying to be lighthearted and humorous has Uh more more to say about like thinking critically about the like stakes of your goals in Uh a game than most video games exactly yeah (laughs) like even and even and even further like 
Bioshock would like to have it be like, oh, think about the things you do, but you don't really have any agency in that. And in a certain way, like the lighthearted, uh, but kind of like a little bit dark, if you really think about it, aspect of this game, you know, honestly, it worked a little bit more for me than than yeah. uh, when I played Bioshock, which I came to Bioshock, you know, almost 10 years after. Well, when did Bioshock come out? 2007? Seven or eight, I forget. I probably played it, uh, you know, six or eight years or after nine. it came out, and it definitely yeah, didn't same. land uh, very as hard for me as it did for many people, especially at that time. Um, whereas this game, I was like, I was kind of like, damn, damn, friend damn, gun, man. you got me. <laughs> you know, and I invested, you know, 20 minutes in it and and it's still it's still yeah. uh when i was having to get to the point where it's like okay well i guess i have to shoot like this little child that was the final <laughs> bullet i had to shoot was i had to i had to because there were five children and i knew i didn't want to shoot my mom so it's just like well i guess i have to like take this little child and Pick load them into the which gun which kid or, will be sacrificed to destroy exactly. the giant floating dark or like monster. the moment where i where i had to pick up the um there's like the the couple that it's like oh yeah i finally shacked up with so and so and we've got a baby on the way and like at first i was like well i I got it down to where it was only them the kids and my mom and it's like okay i guess i'll take the husband first because the (laughs) wife is pregnant and then i shoot him and then another enemy shows up and it's just like oh okay okay i guess i'll shoot the the pregnant wife bullet too (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean it does that is the the constraint that the game you know, you can't, you have to choose. You can't, Yeah. you can't, there is no, there is no perfectly, you know, quote unquote, good ending. Yeah. Yeah. There never is, man. There's never <laughs> a good ending in real life, bro. Never any good endings. You cynic. Oh, no, no. Um, that, that just reminded me of the other, uh, thing about this game that made me laugh um, on the top of mm-hmm. endings is that just like the timing of this game is so good. I, when it ends, it brings up the title of the game again, friend uh-huh. gun. And then the FRI fades away and it just says end gun. And I don't know why, oh, but what? That, that just made me laugh. I didn't notice that. <laughs> you didn't watch the end of the credits. Uh, I guess I wasn't paying. I think I was probably writing a note. I was, uh, <laughs> I was really determined to remember who did the music because, um, oh, nice. as you yeah. mentioned earlier, the music, uh, when Pretty it good. like kicks in is uh, I liked it a lot so I wanted the, the to action sure I... music yeah I thought it was super good like the final boss music uh, and the yeah. transition between like songs because like the music kind of changes yeah we you... didn't talk about it but um, I did want to mention like so when you first start the game there's like some nice little like mellow music and then for the most part either it's kind of like an ambient track or there's not really any music going on for most of the game and then once you destroy the first three uh, sort of evil spirits, then it like uh, it's like warning and then it kicks in like this kind of upbeat music. And then each time you uh, dispatch of the next group, another group spawns in and the music gets more intense. And it's it's very good. I was like, I was like, yeah, this is this is this is nice. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah shouts out good. to Mike Crawford on the music. Good job, Mike. Um yeah, I mean that was the is the music um, and the kind of like timing of the music, the transitions, uh, that uh-huh. kind of is when I had the moment of being like, this game is like surprisingly tight for a, yeah. a comedic uh, Ludum Dara game. Like, yeah, it's got a very good sense of like, not even just com- we already talked about comedic timing and the whole text thing, but yeah, you're right. Like, kind of all of its timing is kind of like just 
how it needs to be to to feel right i yeah. think it's got a good uh surprising uh, rhythm to for, it yeah <laughs> yeah it's surprising for a game thrown together in a weekend you know yeah yeah so as little job. gara games often are <clears throat> um I, I did want to uh, give a, a brief, uh, make a brief comparison to uh, another game we've played. Do you have a guess what it is? And it's not throwaway game. No. Um, okay, give me the hint of what is the part of this game that reminds you of the other game. Uh, characters. Oh, that's kind characters. of vague. Like they're. Oh wait, but the not- function of the characters, I should say. Oh. I'll I'll just tell you okay, it's Cyberpet Graveyard because it had a very oh, similar vibe yeah. of doing a really good job of just not yeah, they're sure. not actually yeah. being that much to each character but you still get a very good sense it's kind of like they're iceberg characters right like you only really see ten percent but, but that ten percent is good oh, enough a, I like that to, to give you a sense of the the, the other ninety yeah. right there's so, a lot behind them despite the fact that you don't see much exactly exactly yeah. so. That's, uh, I don't know. It was reminding me a lot of how, uh, I was, I was picking favorites in this game in the same way in, in cyber pet graveyard there, you know, I, that little guy that just would sing, sing random notes. I really liked, um, not really for any specific reason other than I thought it was, I liked it. It was, it was charming. Then you just kind of like, <laughs> and I, I had a similar feeling with this game. Like I liked Kip because he was just like, I don't really like to talk very much <laughs> but sometimes i do and it's fun and then when you load him into the gun it's just an ellipses <laughs> like he doesn't actually say anything he's just dot, he dot, doesn't dot. have much to say yeah exactly it's great <laughs> uh yeah yeah that uh, that comparison makes sense to me too um although you don't really when you said function of the characters i thought you were saying like another game where you have to use the characters as yeah that's why i was like oh, i'll just tell them that was yeah, a bad yeah. that was a bad hint. bad hint but yeah no i mean in the the sort of like tone and mood of the characters i do feel like there's something similar there mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah well uh is there anything else about this game you you wanted to draw our attention to no i don't think so i did uh i did really <laughs> enjoy it though i think it's uh, even if you've heard us talk to it and kind of spoil a lot of the stuff i think you should go play it because you can yeah. play this in a browser it doesn't run great but you can do it yeah um, i i wasn't able to i was having trouble with the controls in the browser so i downloaded it but you oh, can yeah. yeah you can play it in a browser so yeah uh, you can play it in a browser and to it's, download it yeah, it's free and uh it's uh worth your 10 ish minutes oh yeah I, one other thing about this game just, uh, the game apologizes for how long it is like or how big it is when you download oh, it it's yes. like yeah was that in the, i forget when it tell, tells you that is that it's at the, the end of the credits and it's then like, the credits sorry. it's like sorry for the size but the game's 25 megabytes like yeah but it's also i mean it could be smaller it's also a, a very small game but I, I mean i don't know i guess i don't pay attention how big games I, I, didn't are. Fall, I don't know how big I didn't files fall, are yeah so don't worry yeah. about it thanks for the apology yeah. though yeah um Normally, with uh, right now would be the time when we tell you what we're gonna play next week and uh, when uh, uh, when we'll be back. Uh, but we're not really sure what we're gonna play next week or if we'll even have an episode next week. We're uh, we're entering the holiday season, uh, and mm-hmm. so we're not we'll really. Be, sure. I'll be traveling, and uh, it'll be an yeah. Edgeguard reunion. We'll both be in the yeah. same the same city. Um, we'll be able I to touch each be... other's corporeal forms. Oh, is that what we're doing? Okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. We can have a, a nice hug or something. 
uh, a shake yeah. of the hands. Edgeguard, no, Edgeguard hug. Edgeguard okay. hug's happening, but that means Jordan will be. A, why do I talk about myself in the third person when I talk about the podcast? No, but know, that means I me. will be away from my mic and my computer, so we might not. We might just take a week off for the holidays. Um, mm. So we don't have uh, a game for you yet, but once we do and we record, we will still tweet it out. Uh, we tweet it out usually on the Wednesday or the Thursday in advance of. Uh, it's release on Sunday. Um, yep. So uh, if you want to get that alert before we do it, uh, you should follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. Um, that's where we tweet out all podcast announcements and also just try to do some general, uh, you know, have some some presence in the indie game world on Twitter. The Twitter uh, sphere. I, I Twitter recently, sphere. using the, the EdgeGuard account, retweeted a, a fantastic thread by Steve Gaynor from uh, Fulbright. I'm sure you've we've talked about Steve many times here, but yeah, he uh, he made a tweet about um, game dev uh, sort of. Uh, I think he called oh, them yeah. game dev crimes, but sure. just sort of like yeah. little goofy, hacky, technical things, uh, realities of making a game. And so he said, like, oh, and gone home, we had to do this thing a horrible, hacky way. Uh, so developers tell me what, what your, uh, what your hacks were. And there have been, it's been, it's had a long life. It's had a yeah, nice tail I was, I was reading for four or like five days early of, when it came out. I thought there were some funny ones in there. Yeah. Um, there, there are some yeah. great ones. And Robert Yang even had been, a response. Yep. yep. He, his he, was, his was actually very interesting. He wrote a blog post about it. Yeah, he did. He writes all, apparently he designs many of his games in the same game file. And then they're yeah, like, in the single unity, the unity project, file, he yeah. sub projects them. So it's basically like he's modding his, his own games game rather to, than, yeah. Which yeah, makes a lot of uh, sense. Like he has a like an art and asset style in a lot of his games. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. It's, I mean, reading it, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's smart and also like thinking back on the games of his I've played. Like a lot of them, you can kind of feel that connection. So yeah, it's yeah. cool. And it's definitely like a a, a um, definitely a product of him coming out of being like a Half Life modder before he was developing games from scratch. Yeah, yeah, um, makes sense because that's you know large modding works. style. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're we're dragging out this ending. Yeah. Jordan, so if so. you want if you want more hot content like that, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at EdgeGuardCast. And happy holidays from EdgeGuard. Uh, whenever it is that our next episode comes out, we'll talk to you then. <laughs>